It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Earliest, um, I suppose, initially, um, it was a case of going to the pitch, meeting fellas my own age in school and, and uh, poking in a ball and kicking a ball around and that kind of thing um, as regards earliest memories is probably I, I can't remember exactly offhand where where we start there but um, I suppose my father would be definitely um, going to matches a lot and, and involved with teams and so on so I suppose going up to, to he'd be involved with, with the adult team that time and I suppose going to the local pitch and uh, and being used as, as as someone to kick the balls back to the to the guys who were playing or training was probably uh, one of my primary functions being at that you know so that's probably, that's probably where I started and of course, your dad. We must mention him, the legendary Liam Cahill, known all over the country as um, a man that's Glenville true and true. And of course, he's been an umpire uh, for uh, for a lot of his life as well. But of course, he was so immersed in the game that I suppose everyone in the house had to had to row in behind him. Yeah, I suppose uh, from an early age that was the case. Um, whether he's playing himself or or. Um, or being involved with teams, uh, to the case of one six o'clock in the evening comes, everything was 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 put to one side, and you were you were dragged along to a game or dragged along wherever he'd be going. So, I suppose that was probably the initial um, uh, period where uh, involvement in GA was probably was probably through him, and and I suppose it's probably the same with everyone else at that age. Would be uh, those times were very simple. There was no soccer, there was no rugby, there was no nothing else. So, to the case of. Uh, of uh, all distractions were, were were basically down in the local field and that was the, where it all started. And you were mentioning to me earlier in the week two men that are gone to their eternal reward, God be good to them, the late Eamon Ryan and of course Frank Halbert, a man who ro- who ran a local shop in the in, in the uh, in the village. They had a huge influence on, on young people growing up in Glenville. Indeed, I suppose up to Everyone in my age and, and probably twenty years older and and ten fifteen years younger would have all come through um, Frank and Eamon from an early age. I think I can remember offhand um, any other coach apart from Eamon and Frank from under you know seven or eight or whatever time we started playing up as far as the as far as minor. And I think every year they were there, they were looking after us. They were they were bringing us to matches. They were throwing us in the back of the car. They were way everywhere. And um, I think the like the whole parish in general would be indebted to those two guys in particular for. For keeping the GA flag going, for keeping people going, for you, for keeping young people going, and uh, I think it's only when you get older, when you when you uh, when you sit back and and, and reflect um, the amount of work that those two people did for the parish is, is uh, unsurmountable. And I think there's no one will be able to come near that level of commitment and dedication to the whole uh, 
the whole development of each player that, that, that comes through their hands. And of course, Frank was operating in an era before mobile phones, and uh, I know his shop was a sort of a, it was the, the main centre of uh, of publicity. It's funny you say that now, yeah, because I, I, I actually really remember Frank, um, we'd be playing at match or training, whatever, uh, during the week, and he, he would use the shop and use the um, outside the church gate as, 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 as the means of contacting people for the uh, training sessions and games that were upcoming. So uh, that's what we told people in their, in their early 20s uh, that that was a mechanism of, of, of communication. They, they, they left, yeah, but that was the way it was at the time. And I think um, you tried to meet you outside the, the church gate, outside the shop, and tell you, look, there's a game next, next, next Sunday at 12 o'clock. And, and, that was, and that was it. You'd be there, and that was it. No, there was no other, other means, of means of communication, really. Richie, when you were a teenager, there was a, a group of young lads uh, maybe around the same age as, as yourself. You, you were reasonably good. You had a bit of, of success at minor level. Yeah, I suppose we... I suppose our... Like, the underage are generally very strong in the club. Um, I suppose, look, just before I mentioned Frank and Eamon, really brought the whole um, structures to, to to level that probably wanted in a lot of clubs at the time. Um I think a culmination of that would be the the fact that um, Warwick Hill School in particular were very strong in the school level and Eamon Wright had an awful lot to do with that. He was coaching teams there and so on. So it brought the Warwick Hill School, the guys that were in Warwick Hill School, um, you know, it brought them onto level. They were playing high levels in practice each year. So then when it came to our team at under 14 and so on, um, you know, we, we like we drilled very well. We 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 got a lot of success, fourteen, sixteen minor and twenty one as well. And uh, I think that was probably the springboard for for the initial success of the adult teams in the early nineties and and moving forward from that. You know, speaking about the adults, nineteen ninety five is a day. It's still it's still being spoken about down in in Glenville. Yeah, I suppose. Um, was uh, I was I was very young at the time I was playing, but I was only seventeen at the time. So I suppose uh, the fellas who were older would would appreciate it at the time a lot more than than myself. It was probably five or six of my age group. Um, it was our first year on that panel, and and this was a lot of people were were trying for years without without success, and we came in the first year and were lucky enough to be part of a very good team to win the county. So um, if only when you sit back and reflect again that you appreciate um, those times, but. Uh, that was great for the parish. Was great for the for GA in general around the place, and um, I think it, it kind of spurred an awful lot of younger people um, to continue playing and to get involved and 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 so on. And I suppose success like that um, really brings success down down the line. And the spin-offs are generally very good in the in the rural place in particular, you know. And I was looking through some uh, some uh, figures today from the county championships back in the, in in the nineties. Like football at junior level was incredibly strong in East Cork in the nineties. Like seven of the ten finals in the nineties were contested by teams from 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 East Cork. So even to get out of the division was a huge achievement. Yes, was at the time. Um, I remember playing with the McKinney a few years around that time and we, we lost two or three Sydney finals to Castlehaven and that kind of thing and like football was very strong at the time in East Cork in general there was a, a, a lot of strong clubs there was a lot of very good strong players there was um, a, a consistency within the divisional team and of clubs that represented the division and county championships that they all all competed well I think in Zone won the county year before that as recall they beat us in the final and 
Middleton were very strong at the time and so on. So I think um, junior football at the time was very strong in particular. Um, and, uh, you know, I suppose it was all down to, to, um, to the level of interest the club at the time. And I suppose it's kind of cool. And in, in playing with Cork at the time, and use Cork and, and that kind of thing. And it's probably, it, it probably gave it all a bit of a lift. What do you remember about the final itself? Uh, played in Town, probably in October or November, probably raining. He won by three points, eight points to five. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't a high-scoring game. No, I I don't remember not about not as the game itself, but I do remember coming on the bus and and I remember Charles Sweeney was one of us selectors, a very good club man now, and uh, he um, he gave us all a, a bottle of of. Um, a fizzy water going down the bottom, I think it was, uh, so probably if it happened now to be found upon, but at the time it seemed to do the thing to do the trick. And um we had these notorious green green uh what you call it, uh green track suits that we got a week before the final uh as well, which caused a bit of a laugh because we was all put us a black and amber. Um, but I suppose it was a very wet day, I recall it was a very low scoring game. Um I think we had a habit at the time of, of kind of equal close wins and low scoring games and I think that kind of type of play suited us the low scoring tough uh sort of conditions. And I think we you know, we were fairly confident coming on the straight that if we were in a position a few points behind our level with, with five ten minutes to go that we have with the kind of mental strength and so on to kind of eke out those wins. You know? A lot of our games that year I remember were all very close, fought games. We we didn't win twenty games by more than a point or two. Um, so I think the final was probably uh, a continuation of the previous rounds. Uh, you played with him for years and years since then. Like you must be very proud down in Glenville the fact that you like you're out of junior since 1995, and like you're either you're in intermediate now. You were up in Premier Intermediate at one stage. The fact that you that you're playing in the county championships all those years later. It's it's a testament really to what you're doing down there. I suppose, yeah, but I suppose like the whole area is GA. Like, you know, like we we like Watergate Dimmel would be a, a very strong GA area, and I think there's a, an awful lot of emphasis from a very young age to to kind of keep the whole thing going. And it's um, it's it's uh, it's something that we're proud of. It's something that that's probably um, you know it it helps that there's probably not an awful lot else around the place. Um, to really kind of occupy people's minds, so I suppose from that perspective, it's uh, it's automatic that there would be a level of interest and a level of um, of of commitment between the players when when they are brought up in that sort of environment. You know, I know you have had injuries down through the years. Um, you're still playing uh, junior C, but you also a number of years ago decided to get involved in in the running of the club. You're now the chairman. What? Why did you decide to step up to the plate? Well, I decided that it was more or less forced into it. Um, I suppose, look, I it was as far away from my uh, from my intention as as could be. I was I was probably you know I was happy enough coaching teams there, so on for for a good few years. And um, I think there was an AGM a couple of years back there where where um, where we struggled to get a chairman, and uh, it's continued on for a few months where we had an interim fellow there, Gavin who who stepped in for a few months with the intention of someone else falling in. So. Look, couldn't get any um, the, the the whole uh, the whole process of getting someone in as chairman wouldn't seem to be rectifying itself. So, look, I was asked a number of times to to um, to get involved. So, look, I would have completely um, stepped into the place. And um, look, it's been um, it's been a busy uh, few years, definitely. But 
I suppose looked as good to see that side of the of the of the way things work as well. It's not like we've been a habit of kind of giving out about people who are in administration um jobs and I suppose when you're in there yourself you, you know exactly the amount of work that's involved and the amount of planning and, and uh and, and so on that that goes with us, you know. And I think clubs are getting so so big no regard uh, a whole host of things that, that maybe twenty years ago may not be um in the pipeline. So it is a it has put up a very good team around you know, very good people that, that kind of are uh, are um, are also willing to step up and, and, and drive the club in the forward direction, you know. I'll be talking to you, Piero, later in the programme about uh, the developments that you've undertaken over oh, yeah. the last uh, number of years, like you haven't been idle. Oh, and I suppose when you're, when you're developing something, it comes with a cost, it comes with a lot of effort and work and planning and so on. I think that um, like all these things come over time, it don't just happen you know, in the space of a few months or whatever. It takes a lot of planning, it takes a lot of effort, it takes a lot of commitment and you know, you'll be joking yourself saying is it all is it worth all the hassle but you know, fortunately we've we've a few very smart people that are very good at at, at that sort of thing in the club and you know, I suppose it's um it makes things a lot easier when we have those people involved, you know. But I know that the last twelve months have been a challenge like trying to keep your lot all going the the prize I know at the moment is eighteen thousand, so people will be uh, rushing out to buy the tickets, and of course you had rebels rebels bounty thrown into the mix as well. Yeah, um, I suppose. Amazing general would be seriously curtailed the last year or so due to COVID. Um, a, a lot of our fundraising um, opportunities were probably taken away from us, um, and the two things that we that we continue was the rebel bounty. And uh, and our own uh, and our own lot as well. So we're fortunate enough that um, that the that the lot of jackpot is so high. So I suppose it's fairly attractive from from that point of view. Uh, and the ripples bounty as well. You know, with with a decent uh, um, a decent go up at it. So we did that in conjunction with sister to water still, and you know, we made a big push with that. And there was a number of guys there who were pushing that very well as well. So it all helped to to um, to. Um, Bring our fundraising uh, level up that we normally that we felt that we maybe may not have there due to COVID. Your brother Paddy is in charge of the uh, of the intermediate team. Was he happy with the draw that saw you against Kilchanig, Adrigal, and Glenworth? Yeah, I haven't really spoken to him about uh, about that note at all. But but looking from my perspective, it's a it's a tough draw. Like it was any team you get. Um, like there are three football out and out clubs, you could say. Um, their level of concentration would be solely on football. Um, we are a dual club, as you know, and as well as it's just kind of difficult enough to 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 keep on top of those things from time to time. Um, look, as well, I think we played them a number of years ago, but we played all three of them. I think actually in the last couple of years, and um, so look, they'll be all difficult games, no doubt. I don't know when the time comes, hopefully all lads be ready. Um, but as well, that's long way down the road yet. But anyway, you're looking forward to uh, action, which uh, will be starting early next month with matches. Oh, uh, yeah, I suppose every club is looking forward to games. Um, I suppose the last time anyone saw a game was probably last October or so. So, and more particularly when it comes to summertime, now that you know it's, uh, it will really bring people's moods up and it really bring players along. And, and uh, I think everyone is looking forward to uh, to a good summer there of um, of um, of games. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.